Welcome to Two Slices, a simple podcast with a couple of guys. I'm Sean. And I'm Roger. And we're here to serve you up our thoughts on what we're reading, what we're thinking, and what we're up to. Let's see where we go from here. Thanks for joining us for The Slice. All right, and we are back for another episode of Two Slices. What's up, Sean? Yes, indeed. Hey, Roger. How you doing, man? I am doing great, and it's great to be back in the booth with you, recording another episode. And now that we're out in the wild with this podcast, starting to get a little bit of trickle of good feedback, people okay. starting to check us out, and you know, and that's exciting. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's been cool to kind of uh, develop this and see where it goes. Yeah. So, Sean, if somebody has never heard Two Slices podcast, this is their first time. Yes. They found us in the wild. Yes. What is this podcast all about? Okay, so really this podcast is about me and Roger talking through stuff that we're interested in. <laughs> if we're really, <laughs> really going to drill down, you know, things that we're both um, kind of nerdy. We both love sci-fi stuff. Uh, Roger is just one of the coolest people you'll ever meet. I couldn't um, agree more with you. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> we just like to talk about stuff we're kind of interested in. And we, we're both readers. We both really carry a, a, a pretty similar Christian worldview sure. of, of how we see the world. So yep. kind of the going back and forth. Sometimes we're going to talk about topics that we're interested in, maybe something going on in the world, maybe something we're reading, or just something that we're doing that... It, yeah, we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it, it's our it's our two slices of life, right? I mean, kind of kind of what we're about. You know, a, a lot of what we do is involved in inspiring people and educating people in the spiritual life, right? And but we also are people that just like to have fun and we enjoy things. And maybe there's a there's a harmony there somewhere between those. And so I think the slices of our life is kind of what this podcast is about. Maybe people can relate to us, you know, because even though we share a same love of love of the Bible, love of God, love of things like that, we also have different interests and things we enjoy as well. And uh, we've kind of found some common ground here around some of those. And yeah, and that's what the podcast is. So hopefully somebody will get something out of this. Yeah, yeah. And it, it actually all started, um, the kind of sort of birth of this podcast was Roger and I talking uh, and found that we were just super enthralled and people around us just started listening to us and they <laughs> no. were listening to what we were saying and this we were just funny. like, we were just so enjoying it. So we figured, hey, let's let's continue this and find out, you know, areas that we might be able to speak into. So, so what's been happening, man, since I heard a rumor that you were going to the Ohio State Fair. Oh my gosh, that's and so, right. And so I, I, there has to okay. be at least one good story from the Ohio State How Fair. How can you not go? Okay, so for those of the, okay, I'll just say this. I didn't grow yeah. up in Ohio. And Paint that's us a, common, a word picture Common here. theme of like a little bit of our podcast so far. I've not grown up in Ohio. <clears throat> I wasn't used to like state fair level situations. <laughs> now we had carnivals and like local fairs, but the... the the state fair for the state of Ohio, it's not Ohio State University Fair. And I actually, when I first came to Ohio, I thought it was. I was like, Ohio State Fair, like, why is the university putting on a fair? It's not. <laughs> it's it's not actually the all. state of Ohio putting on this huge fair. There's animals. There's all sorts of contests for, like, livestock. There's, yep. you just name it. And then there's traditional fair stuff. Yes. Like, yes. there's, like... Corn dogs and funnel cake and games and and that carnival sort of thing. games, arcade rides. games, rides. Um, there's concerts that they it's put humongous. on there. It's huge, it's really. Huge. And then you have these large state organizations like the Future Farmers of America and 4-H and all those places that they do their big annual shows. Then you know for 
for farming, farming, yeah. which is kind of cool. And there's like concerts. It's yes. it's like a whole week <laughs> extravaganza. It is. So so yeah. So we went and we went on a Friday night, um, and all really we had two goals of going there. One was uh, Rachel really just wanted a corn dog, and funnel cake. <laughs> hey. There and and then just just to maybe play some games. There you go. And so we walked in, and uh, man, it's like everything you would imagine. There's a lot of people everywhere. It's like the sun is beating down you. I've never been to the fair where the sun wasn't beating down on me. Yep. And I remember one year I got really sunburned. I was like, like the worst. Oh, you know? that is the worst. But but we went in. It was cool. It was really fun. We walk in, and instantly you're just smacked in the face with anything deep fried. It's just, <laughs> it's just like you, you can feel your cholesterol level rising by walking through all of the booths and between all the vendors. There was, uh, you know, I think some of the more exotic things was a deep fried chocolate dipped Oreo cheesecake <laughs> on a stick. Uh, there was pretty much oh, any, yeah. any food on. on a stick is Come what on. the fair is known for. Yeah, whatever. And deep fried. If you can dip it in some kind of a dip. cake batter and fry it, then they'll serve they'll it. They'll sell it. Yeah. And I'll buy it. It's like when you're there, you're like, yes, that's a good idea. I actually want to eat that. So, uh, so we were able to go. And, uh, the first thing we did was, uh, we, we found a, a real nice corn dog stand right, right. next to the turkey yeah. leg stand. Where oh, they have, oh like, yeah. <laughs> like, of, I'm not of kidding, like 80 turkey legs that are deep fried. Um, so <laughs> got a corn dog and, uh, and then we saw this street performer, um, who the fair like hires and she was doing like a hula hoop act where she like slowly get out of here, gets on top of this, like. 10 foot tall pole and like moves hula hoops around her like hands and and arms and hips and head and it was like we were watching like oh my gosh this is crazy like but i love street performers right i just think that yeah. stuff's super super cool so we watched a street performer who did a great job um and then kind of went on found a uh, funnel cake that was kind of the next part. Nice. Found a delicious funnel cake, fresh funnel cake. Just, yeah. Just yeah, my wife always, she loves the elephant ears. That's what she likes to go for. Okay, what's the difference? Elephant ears versus funnel <laughs> so cake. El- elephant ears are the size of a plate, mm-hmm. and they're flat. Okay. And it's the same thing as a funnel cake, which is a batter that's like swirled and poured yeah. into a deep fryer these are just more like flat pancakey type things okay so they're not like yeah. poured out like right a rope yes like a funnel cake kind of yeah become. funnel okay, cake yeah. is the rope deep frying yes and and the elephant ear is more of a flat um pastry so kinda. you're you're a funnel cake guy or is that I, your wife i like them both but <laughs> <laughs> you don't discriminate <laughs> don't discri- but Rhonda likes the elephant ears that's her thing okay well, yep. Rachel is all about funnel cake is life to her. Oh yeah. So we found funnel cake, and she was very, very happy. Um, and then we, then we were sitting like after we got the funnel cake, we're sitting outside of this like outdoor theater. And you guys, if you guys haven't been to the Ohio State Fair, like there's there's like outdoor amphitheaters all over the place. Oh yeah. With like acts going on, so some of them are like acapella acts. Like it's a wild scene. Others of them are like comedians. And we actually, right outside where we got our funnel cake, was um, a hypnotist. 
And so this hypnotist, so we were just like sitting down because it's the only place to sit. And then right across from us is this hypnotist going through like all this stuff, like, you know, her kind of act and um, bringing people up on the stage. And it was so cringy, though. It was so cringeworthy <laughs> because what happened was, uh, and, and listen, this isn't a judgment. It's just it, in the moment, anyone who's seeing this would have agreed. They bring up, she brings up like 20 people onto the stage and then basically says like, hey, we're going to like go through this and then kind of walks you through like a mile mindset of hypnotism basically right and uh and she says you know as as she's going if you're not like into the hypnotism moment like if you're not going deeper into the trance she's going to pull you off the stage and <laughs> I, i'm just like, i mean i'm i don't know what i'm like all right yeah, that you, sounds... you, you got to call the herd dear to get the best show yeah yeah <laughs> so so but here's what happened though here's the cringy part is we're, we're sitting there and we're just enjoying our funnel cake, just living our best life. And we see these 20 people up on stage and they ask for volunteers. And this probably like, I don't know, 16 year old boy and girl, I th- they might have been, in, you know, kind of a dating situation, right. go up there next to each other. And they're just like, they're doing it to be funny, but they're not really doing it because they're really interested. And in, <laughs> that makes sense of being hypnotized. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're up on the stage and this guy uh, who was right next to them, this guy was just really into being hypnotized and, and a lot of people told me that they think that it was like a um someone who was planted by the oh, hypnotist yeah. and listen i'm not conspiracy i don't even know about that world but this guy was like super into being hypnotized oh, so yeah. they're all sitting up there and this this 16 year old couple next to this guy next to them and he's all over the place like leaning on them and falling asleep on this girl's shoulder and it was like he was so leaning on this poor girl who just wanted anything but to be in that moment <laughs> and we were watching it like oh my gosh please tap them out like this girl is just yeah is just in the worst place she could be in so that's funny uh, yeah so we we kind of had a good chuckle and, and watched some of that for a little bit and then we got up and went to really the best part which in my opinion is the fair games oh yeah okay have, do you play fair games i do play fair games okay give, yes. me, give me an example what did you play so so i love i love the um toss the ring on the bottles i mean i played them all yeah uh, I, i've done the bass i've done the baseball where you throw the three the throw the three pitches i've done the milk jugs where you try to knock them down i mean i played them all yeah i love them okay i played the milk jugs yeah couldn't get it Oh yeah, the guy. I mean, the it's guy because was, they're all rigged. There's yeah, one they're mil- so heavy. There's one milk jug that mm-hmm. it's like su- it's like solid. It's solid. Yes, and, and, and so it, the milk jug didn't go down. And the guy even gave me two extra like like throws. You're not going like, to knock it over. He's like no. he's like I didn't even ask him for. It. He's like you're really close. I was like, is this even possible though? And he's like, well yeah, I'd give him another shot. And I'm I mean I'm. I'm throwing fastballs, man. You're playing, nailing you're it. You're throwing heaters, <laughs> yeah, I'm man. Throwing the, I'm throwing the cheddar <laughs> and nothing. I mean, like, you know, two, two explode off and one doesn't I know. Move. And so um, so we played that. I played, you know that sledgehammer thing where you got to, like, hit the, oh, I love the that base one. and boop, yeah. it, like, runs to the top? So we won that. Um, played, a t- I mean, tons of games. I just love doing that. Yeah. And Rachel, so we were at this. Okay, so this is a bottle game where the bottle is on its side on a board and you have like a fishing pole. and you ha- Yeah, and you have to lift it and get it to stand up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The edge of the fishing pole has a string on it and then like a, um, a circle that you slide onto the bottle neck and then try to slowly lift it up from its side onto the bottom. Yeah. So I'm watching it. And, impossible and, to do, usually. Okay. So, usually so, impossible. Uh, it's crazy hard. So Super uh, hard. We walk by this place and I was like, I think this is totally rigged. Like I'm totally conspiracy theorist on all these like games, right? And, and I'm watching, and this guy who is, like, the manager of this, like, big booth, he's just, he's just doing it effortlessly. 
and I give him credit. He was rotating where he was. He wasn't just on one thing. He's just like, oh, and you lean in, and there you go. And, and he was just over and over doing it. And I'm watching, and, like, everyone is struggling. No one is doing it. <laughs> so I was like, hey, let's come back to this one. I don't know. Well, we, we played some of those other games, and we wound up walking by it again. I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. So we go over, and we get our spot, and they set up the bottle. They put it on its side, They face, and it faces you. And I'm like, all right, I, I feel like I've seen that guy enough. And I put this thing on, the, the little uh, loop goes over the bottleneck, and I start to lift it up. And I just don't have a good feel for it, you know. And after about two tries if it falls off this board you're done and it costs six dollars right oh yeah so i'm like trying not to get it off the board after two tries i'm like do you want to try this and and rachel was like all right she tries it in 10 seconds gets it up on the box (laughs) totally does the whole thing just loops in boop puts it right up perfectly of course and gets the biggest stuffed animal that i mean it was just crazy it was crazy so perfect night for her then perfect night for her one for one and then she retired she didn't play any other games that's awesome and, uh, and what we did, like, I love the, um, when you smash the baseball into the bottles. Oh yeah. So they just let you rip it, man. They're real bottles too. Yeah. So that was really, really fun. So we, we brought some <laughs> prizes home and then we gave them all away to her nephew <laughs> without the consent of, of, uh, the, our nephew's parents. Of course. And yes. so they were like, we're going to get you back so bad one day when you guys have kids. <laughs> Oh man, and of course the people watching is always great. When you go, uh, when I mean, you go to an epic. event like it's, that, it's there epic is, people where, watching. Where is it better? Uh, yeah, exactly. Never. Where is it better? No place, no place at all. And there was a Willie Nelson concert there that night, <laughs> so I mean, it was just you know level ten people watching for sure. Oh, that's hilarious, man. Yeah. So what about you? What have you been up to the last oh, couple, couple man. days, couple weeks? So yeah, so you know. It's so sad to go to me now because my work. I've been crazy busy at work, like the 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 busiest I have been in three or four years since I started with this company. I have just been crazy busy, and Mm. I I don't know. I would think with the economy and everything, things would slow down, but it's not. So I'm super busy with work, and then we we're kind of doing wedding preparation planning in the evenings for my daughters getting married this fall, and. And then on the weekends, if I have time, I uh, will board game with some of my buddies, and that's been enjoyable. So, yeah, but just plugging along, you know, kind of ready to shift gears. I'm a big Formula One racing fan, and they've been on summer break until the last, till this Sunday, the mm-hmm. last week of August. And so uh, Formula One will fire back up, and that'll be really exciting. That kind of, that'll be fun for me this, the rest of this year. So before we started this podcast, we were talking about, um, just some stuff we've been doing, and you were talking about playing this video game with uh, with your son, and then you know he's looping in somebody else, and you guys are playing this game together online where you get to talk to each other, and you're like these pirates, and it really you know got me thinking about video games in life, right? Video games tend to be kind of a large part of a lot of guys' lives. Oh yeah. Why do you think that huge is? part Why do you of my think life? That is? So huge part of my life, and and I don't I don't know because so I I discovered something. Like, you know, my age group, my age, I have friends now that I'm an, an adult, I have older friends that are like five and seven years older than me. None of them are video gamers. But my generation from about age 50 starting and going down, dude, so Adopted many technology. Yeah, that's when technology, I, I remember when the old Commodore 64 came out and I remember the the Ataris and the Intellivisions and the ColecoVisions. And so 
we were a console family. My parents got those for us boys. And so I, we played video games, Nintendos, all of that kind of going through. I kind of got away from it. Um, like in high school, I didn't really play. And in college, I really, well, college I did a little bit. But then later in life, I got into the computers and got big into PC gaming. I mean, built, got, I mean, went nerded out, built my own custom gaming rigs. I was water cooling my video card. I mean, just <laughs> all the craziest thing, you know. And I uh, loved computer games for years and years. And then my son, Zach, when he was about 13, he started just playing on my on my gaming PC, and he's just never stopped. He's he can play on a console, but he's a total PC gamer as well. And he just and then now I've gotten older. I I went out for the first time in like thirty years and bought an Xbox about two years ago, and I I, I like to sit on the couch. <laughs> I'm lazy, you know. I, but uh, yeah, so I don't know why that is. I you know. I, for me, it was a very. I'm a very social person by nature, and so I was involved in a Christian gaming group called Tribe of Judah, and we were like Christian gamers. You know, we played on Steam, and we played Counter Strike, and we played every Tuesday night. We played competitively, and you know, um, I was in a Christian uh, World of Warcraft gaming group. That same thing, you know, we would we would get together and pray before we'd raid a dungeon, and I mean, just you know, <laughs> here, here's like thirty of us getting ready to do a dungeon run, run an instance, and our our guild leader she'd be like, okay, let's all pray. Anybody got prayer requests? And we'd pray, and then we'd just roll in and try to just <laughs> kill everything and loot and get all, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so I've just always been part. Part of I, I, that nerd culture has kind of always been a part of me. You know, I love I love board games now that I'm a little older. Older, and my son Zach will get me to play a video game every once in a while with him. Well, it sounds like you really connect over games. Like you connect with people. You connect yes. with like your family. You know, kind of using that video well, game or games as yeah. A little well, bit it's of a, it's a way to um, find common ground with people to be able to have a conversation with them. Especially people that are kind of nerdy and like things that that are interests for me too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that that may some people that would very much surprise if they knew that, you know. Um, but yeah, that's I, I I've I've just always enjoyed video games. But I I just enjoy. It's not that I enjoy the game as much as I enjoy the pursuit of knowledge and learning things and the challenge of finding things and figuring out puzzles and. I mean, that's why I enjoy reading. That's why I enjoy studying the things I do. That's why I've always enjoyed school, all those kind of things. I just mm. that I, I like to keep my mind active and engaged. And yeah, that's, that's, they do it for me. What would you tell somebody that, you know, maybe their son or daughter is really into gaming and they're starting to, they're get, like, maybe they're concerned they're gaming too sure. much? Like, what, what, how did you handle that, you know, raising kids in a generation that, Technology was very much a part, right? Like, you know, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, you know, and so forth and so on. Yeah, that's what would a, you tell someone that's, that's a like, great, that's hey, great. Like, my kid's super into this. What do what you know? What should I do about that? How do I engage? Well, and what's too yeah. much? And... Well, first, unfortunately, you know, the world is way different now. I have adult children, and the world is way different now. Um, but when I had children and they were growing up. You know, we, we we never had a TV in their bedrooms. We never allowed them to have a computer in their bedrooms. We never, we always had a really nice computer that we kept centrally located in an open floor plan 
where if Rhonda was walking through, I'm walking through, we could just keep our eye on what's going on on the computer. You know, we just did right. that. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I just, uh, when, when Zach and Tori both were at a certain age, 10, 11, 12, I just talked, I knew the appeal of some of, of those games. And we, and we talked about how that's not reality, how that's, that's entertainment. It's good. It stimulates our mind. It stimulates creativity. But we know that's not a real world. We don't base ourselves, you know, we don't base our identity. We don't base ourselves into those kind of things, mm-hmm. you know. Our identity comes from our relationship with the Lord, our community of believers, those kind of things. And so, yeah. And so I, I probably erred on the um, way on the grace, more grace oriented side. I mean, you know, I let all my kids read the Harry Potter books. That's how they love to read. And they still love to read today, you know, because of that mm-hmm. kind of deal. Um, my son kind of followed in my footsteps and enjoys a lot of fantasy based adventures and games and books and those kind of things. But now he wants to be a writer and is getting ready to graduate from college, you know? So, yeah, but, and, and I'll just brag on my kids. They're both super passionate about the Lord. They're mm-hmm. super passionate they about the relationship with they the Lord. Really are. They're super they're open. The they're, they're, they're super open about the Lord. And so we just never... I call it the Adam effect. I didn't know we were going to dive right into something deep like this, but it's okay. I call it the Adam effect. The moment you tell them no, they want to do it. You know, like you can't read those Harry Potter books. Oh, now instantly they want to read them. You know, instantly we give it more power than than it actually has. You know. And so I, I just kind of made very light of it. Yeah, oh yeah, it's kind of funny, but you know, and I we joke, you know, it's you know, that's not we you know, thank goodness that's not the real world. I would say that a lot with them, you know. Mm-hmm. We joke and laugh about it and and I would engage them when they were reading certain aspects. I read all the books with them, so I was in the loop, you know. And that's uh awesome. Yeah, and and Man, and and I just I made sure that they knew that that those are fun and things to be enjoyed, but it's not life. So it sounds like you really like gave things its proper place, right? Because yeah. you were it, one of the things that's amazing is I, I I just so appreciate how engaged you are in your family's life. Yeah, that you're not sort of like oh what are they doing? No, you're like reading the books <laughs> with them. Yeah, you're playing the games with them. Yeah, and I think that I think that goes a really long way in, in helping navigate. You know, I, I think you said before, you know, when they were 10, 11 years old, you began to have some conversations about with them about that. Right. So that, you know, they yeah. they had permission. Yeah. But they understood kind of what was real and what wasn't. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah. So, you know, we're kind of a nerdy house and we've always been that way. Geek, We're very geek oriented and, uh, uh, and you know, it's... There's not a formula for it. I just stay, Rhonda and I both intentionally stayed engaged with our kids and we exposed them to wholesome, good, positive church, family, God, spiritual environments as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and we didn't sweat, we just didn't sweat a lot of the little stuff. We didn't, we didn't make, but we didn't turn mountains, molehills, molehills into mountains. And then we, we didn't fight battles over things that didn't need fought over, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, you know, if, if I, you know, if I would have seen them really going down a dark path with a lot of this stuff, um, you know, there are certain book series I steered Zach away from and, and, and just told him, no, we don't want to read that. 
And I never even gave him a reason why, you know. Or I'd say, like, you know, that's not that real good. Because I was an avid reader of fantasy as well. And some of the fantasy series I would get into were really dark. Kind of take dark turns. Very occultic, yeah. very yeah. dark, very demonic. And I'm, and even myself, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not, this isn't a good series, you know. Yeah. And so I would just steer Zach away from that. I would steer him into things like C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien and, uh, you know, things like that, that really kind of would inspire him, heroes' journeys. Um, I mean, even Harry Potter's The Boy Who Lived, right? Mm. It was marked from death, but ended up living, you know? There was love conquered all in the end kind of a deal. So so we would flip the script a lot, and uh, yeah, so... So kind of pointing them towards kind of more more wholesome themes at times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, your kids, your kids, your whole family are all just super into gamers and, and gaming. Except and... for my wife, she's not really. Rhonda's not. Someone needs to balance you guys out. She's our balance. Yes. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah. So no more vacations this year, huh? Nothing. Yeah. No. I, I like I said, have a wedding coming up later this year, and so I, we're just locked in now, and and the fall's coming, and I'm excited to shift with the fall coming and things happening, and you know headed that direction football's coming back rugby's coming formula one is coming yes so yeah i'm very excited you know i grew up with the video game side i'm super into athletics and sports and so like for me i used to play video games that were just sports oriented <laughs> oh I yeah mean, like techno yeah. super bowl and then like the different yeah. sort of like manage uh, like madden and managing teams so, oh yeah so like i would play you know, we're we're losing all of our female audience. I know, right now, by the way. so bad. But but I would play like <laughs> video games that um I could manage a team and act as like a general manager. Oh yeah. And I wouldn't play. I would simulate all the games. Oh yeah. And I would just do so all fun the recruiting and college football. Yeah. And, and dump stats. Trading, and dump stats into players. And salary dump, cap. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. And it I was really tell- it was really funny. So um someone recently like uh. Uh, I have an NBA game that, man, I wish I had more time to play, but I don't play it. I just act as as a um, general manager for a team. And um, someone asked the other day, uh, they were talking with my wife, and my wife was like, oh, yeah, Sean doesn't really play the game, but he, like, manages the team. They're like, what? Wait, what do you (laughs) – they were like, I never knew anyone did that. I always thought, who in the world is going to get a game and then just like act as a manager, not like play oh, yeah. the game? And so, anyway, you know, I just totally, totally like am into like the sports world of video games. Yeah. And uh, man, there was a season where I just couldn't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. I'm with you there, man. So, anyway, so yeah, so that's kind of what I've been into, uh, uh, what I've been. Anything good you've been reading, listening to, anything that direction, Sean? You know, I've been uh, reading a new book. Um, it's a, another fiction book um, by uh, I forget the guy's the guy's name, but so far it's pretty good. Um, but I'm not too deep into anything right now. Um, yeah, just just really enjoying sort of spending time with my wife right now. And uh, you know what we just watched this week? We watched Kung Fu Panda Two. Nice. Have yeah. you seen that? Oh yeah, it's very good. It's a really long time since I seen yes. that movie. It was so good. Man, Absolutely, it's, a, it's amazing how those animated movies oh, like actually like yes. have like like heartfelt content in them. Oh yeah, I'm watching something. Like, this is Jack Black, but <laughs> man, he's really pulling my heartstrings <laughs> with his story here. So oh, it's all about relationships and acceptance, and yeah, yeah, coming yeah. together. Yeah. Yep. So uh, no, we've actually had a pretty low key week overall, and. Uh, um, just kind of chipping stuff away, and uh, we did a house project, 
we recently stained our fence. And so nice. uh, a friend of mine has a company, hired him uh, for his company to come out and stained our, our wooden fence. So anyway, we're just super nerded out about that because <laughs> we just spend so much time outside. I think it looks awesome. I think it just really came out really nice. So that's really that cool. Gets, that, that's been getting me pretty excited. But what about yourself? What have you been doing? Anything nope. unique this week and reading anything cool? Uh, so, yeah. So I've been reading a book on uh, the um, the prophet Isaiah, uh, which is really cool. And I've been kind of considering some of the the prophetic words of Isaiah and, and language of prophecy. I'm very fascinated by him. So that's kind of something spiritual I've been into. Um, and just listening, I, I've just been just kind of listening. I, I've kind of been in a lull where I can't find something really good, but I am very excited because um, Orson Scott Card's uh, Speaker for the Dead uh, arrived in, in my queue today. So I'm starting it. I'm very, he's the one that did um, uh, Ender's Game, which okay. was a huge popular movie, you yeah. know, where Ender um, fought the bug-like Formics and, you know, destroyed them and saved the earth, you know. Yeah. And his trilogy after that, um, the three books after that, take place way in the future. And it's the effect, uh, it's real kind of highbrow sci-fi. And it's, what is the effect of wiping out a species? And when you have to carry, how do we carry that that legacy of that species to, so that they're not, so that they are remembered? And how do they move forward? And and so then people become speakers for the dead that kind of carry, that carry that message on and move forward. And um, it's a, I didn't realize this, you know, Orson Scott Card. I think he, I believe he's a Mormon. I'm not sure. I I, I know he lives out in that area. But he has a lot of, I didn't realize how much religious overtones are in his books, mm. you know, very heavy Catholicism. Uh, there's a planet that they, um, that, that, that the earth colonizes like 3,000 years in the future. And it's a Portuguese, people from Portugal colonize it who are Roman Catholic. And the effect of a Catholicism as a way of life ingrained in society in the forming of a planet, you know, and he mm. talks about that. So I'm really enjoying I'm only about 40, 50 pages into it, but I'm really enjoying it. So Very I start, cool. started it today. Speaker for the Dead, and I forget the other two that are after that, but they, um, they take kind of like what is the effect of Ender's Game and, you know, how will it be down the road? So, mm. yeah. Wow. Cool. That's really cool. Cool. Well, man, I can't. We're like thirty minutes into the podcast already. We've just like blown through this week's episode. Yeah, we've lost it's the entire of... demographic. <laughs> <laughs> we went video games and we lost everybody. We lost but, everybody. But you know, I hope folks. I I think if they take anything from this week's podcast, you know, I have adult children, and I hope that you can realize if you're a parent out there and you're struggling, I get it. I didn't always make the right decisions with my kids and what I allowed them to do. I caught a lot of flack um, because I was a pastor at the time, and so I got a lot of flack. Like, what? I can't believe you're letting your kids do blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Um, and I didn't always make the right decision, but God gave us as a family the grace for me to make those mistakes and still saw my heart and the intention behind it and honored that. And really helped my kids turned out pretty good. And I'm very proud of them, you know. So my encouragement to the parents out there is, yeah, listen, you're going to make mistakes. But, you know, here's the deal. Err on the side of grace. Don't sweat the big things. Don't make mountains out of molehills. 
invest in your kids and the things that are important and it's going to pay off in the end that's awesome so So. good all right man well i think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of two slices awesome it's good chatting yep you too sean we'll see you guys next time 